Welcome to Go Rangers Radio, where the New York Rangers are always the talk of the town. If you bleed red, white, and Rangers blue, hail the king, follow the bread man, and know how to spell Capo Caco, then you've tuned to the right place. And now, here are your handsome hosts, Kevin Delury and Paul Cuthbert. They're not always going to get it right, but you can be damn sure they'll pretend they are. Now, let's go Rangers Radio. Yeah, good evening everybody and welcome to Go Rangers Radio. Special live edition Wednesday, November 6th. The Strangers just beat up the Detroit Red Wings. Welcome aboard, everybody, live from New York, baby, as we always are. Yours truly, Mr. Paul Cuthbert. And KD, your boy McKeg is on the board, baby. How you feeling, pal? I'm just going to say McKeg all night. The answer to every the answer to every question tonight is McKeg. Who you taking to the prom, KD? McKeg. <laughs> <laughs> Who you going Actually, Christmas caroling with, baby? I, Actually, I think the answer is either going to be McKegg or Strom. Oh, it's good stuff. <laughs> oh, I thought I thought we were going to have to talk about the misery tonight. We're back up on the on the swing, and we uh, we got a nice win tonight. The the kids versus the kids, man. Let's play the Red Wings every night, buddy. Man, a lot of fun, man. Uh, welcome aboard, everybody. Special live edition here tonight. A little late one post game for us here. Our first one. The Rangers having a little bit of a, a schedule conflict with us as far as playing on Wednesday nights. Uh, uh, this month, so we're mixing it up. So thanks everybody who's uh, on board with this live. And uh, KD, man, uh, I'm just gonna shut up here a second. I mean, uh, just take it away, man. What do you think of the game here so far, McKeg? Yeah. <laughs> 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 you know, like you said, it, it it's amazing what what a win does. You know, I I can't even remember why I was so angry earlier today with the lineup decisions. <laughs> a win just washes it all away. I I have no reason to be upset anymore. But, uh, you know, a great victory by the Rangers. I mean, the first period was a little bit of a slog, you know, really nothing much going on. And then uh, they had the nice penalty kill. Foss made the nice play, led to a penalty uh, by the Red Wings. We got the power play goal and, and we sort of took it took it from there. Um, you know, we get we get some goals from, uh, you know, our our big time goal scorer, the, the man who is tied for the team lead in points, Mr. Strom, my guy. Um, you know, another goal. And then, and then, uh, you know, McKegger, you know, he seals the deal for us. And, you know, it was also good to see uh, sort of Lundqvist uh, bounce back here. You know, he had a couple of games off while uh, Georgie Boy, you know, you know, held the fort down. And, and uh, Lundqvist came up with, with a game, uh, you know, we've seen many times over the years where he sort of shut the door on, on the opponent and, and the Rangers offense took it from there. Ah, it's good stuff, man. It's a lot of fun to watch. You're absolutely right. Everybody was talking about the first period is absolutely boring. Here we go again. It's Detroit. Everybody's got the sour taste in their mouth. They have to Ottawa. I don't even know if we want to go back and talk to that for a little bit tonight, but let's stay on the high right now. Uh, but yeah, man, good stuff. Uh, you know, Capo was looking good there, getting a lot of uh, action there. I, I, I like the way Quinn was kind of running the lines there and stuff and keeping the boys going and everything. And hey, look, it started to happen. Let's uh, call it what it is. Detroit's been struggling. I don't think they've won a game since 1997. Um, <laughs> so it was a good good, good uh, team to have on the schedule for us 
uh, to come back after um, riding high after two nice wins uh, and then the stinker against Ottawa here. So uh, good look at this, man. McKaig and D'Angelo and Kreider. I love Kreider's goal tonight, man. That was a nice, nice shot in there. Uh, uh, it was a good sniper shot for him and uh, and Panarin, obviously getting another point on the board there with the empty net. So you gotta like it. I mean, these you know if you if you take it from the angle KD of um, the, the games that you should win, uh, you know you might have said that against Ottawa the other night again at home. But uh, this is a game that you know you look at the schedule and say, hey, you gotta get these two points, especially with the back and forth, especially after a lousy game. And let's just say it. They, the guys came through the night. Your, your boy Stahl is back in the lineup. Hank's back in there. A uh, couple of line chases. Let's talk about that a little bit uh, as far as before the game, what you were feeling with uh, what Quinn was putting on the ice tonight. Yeah, I mean, you know, since we've been running this podcast and doing the podcast, I've been a fierce Quinn supporter. Um, you know, that uh, I, I'm with what he's doing. I'm okay with him being patient with the youngsters. Um, but, you know, Tonight's decision to to switch things up, and I have no problem with McKeg getting in the lineup. Obviously, McKeg, anytime you can get him in the lineup, <laughs> I'm on board. But you know, getting him in the lineup, and I assume Stall was going to be back in because of the the stinker against Ottawa, as you mentioned. You know, I just assumed they were going to put him in. My problem was the guys who end up coming out. I mean, you know, you take Anderson out of the lineup, who's been buried on that fourth line all year. And and look, he hasn't been great. Like, don't get me wrong. It's not like he's he's putting up points or he's having these great games. And, and a lot of that, I think, has to do with his line mates. Even with, um, you know, going out there with Haley and Smith a lot of the times, it's not like he's he's had an overwhelming start to the season. So, you know, Quinn's comments today were that, you know, he thought he had, you know, a little little bit of a dip in his play against Ottawa. And you know what? I can sort of live with it. I mean, I would much rather just keep putting him out there as a young guy. You know, he's I don't know how much he's learning being a healthy scratch. But look, if Quinn thinks maybe he needs a game off, uh, you know, to to sit and watch it, look, I'm going to take his word for it. But, you know, my biggest problem was more that Lindgren gets a seat. I mean, he's he's argue he's arguably been the Rangers best defenseman since they recalled him. And Quinn even said he hated sitting him tonight. So if you hated sitting him tonight, why'd you do it? I mean, Hayek has been struggling. Um, Shea has been struggling big time. I mean, you know, he said this was a, I mean, after the game the other night, you know, he said it was a meritocracy. And then he said the guy who's basically been the best defense in the last three or four games, he puts in the press box. I mean, you know, that that is a little bit frustrating on my end. And again, as someone who's sort of... St- Stuck up for Quinn all year, and there's been a lot of fan criticism towards him, you know. And I don't think it's rightfully so, but you know, when he makes a makes a a lineup decision like this, it's hard to defend him sometimes. But um, you know, I'm not going to lose sleep over it. It's one game, you know, back to back games. You know, hopefully Lingren will be back in tomorrow. Though, you know, after tonight's game, maybe he doesn't. You know, I, I know a lot of times coaches don't really like to change things up after a win, so maybe. Maybe Anderson and, and Lingren are back in, in the press box again, which, you know, I, I wouldn't be a fan of because I've been saying it all year. This year is not about wins and losses. It's about developing the youngsters. And I don't think Quinn is doing a good job developing the youngsters by having them in the press box and putting Stahl in the lineup and Haley in the lineup and, and uh, Brendan Smith in the lineup. So, you know, I definitely had some issues despite the win. Um you know, which which definitely puts me in a good mood, and you get McKegg a goal, and 
you know, Stahl had an assist on the McKay goal, which, you know, really to, to blow Rangers mind, Ranger fans' <laughs> minds today. You know, you have the McKay goal on an assist by Stahl. Um, you know, it's still about development. And, you know, I think that it was sort of a step back today, um, you know, for Quinn. Yeah, well, maybe that's just something I think, uh, especially after the, uh, you know, you get the two wins there, Tampa Bay, Nashville, and then, you know, it just kind of all falls apart again against Ottawa. And I guess, you know, I'll just speak for myself, uh, you know, just not feeling comfortable going into this game tonight, not feeling really that confident. And then all the stuff that's going on behind the scenes and the line changes and everything else. And we, I think we all got, you know, a little cocky there just for two games because he changed everything up and, you know, Heedle coming back and everything else. And then we're going in and everything. And, uh, you know, Georgiev getting in there and playing really solid. And then it all kind of comes crashing down. And... You know, we've discussed this. I know I brought this up about consistency and, and just going over, you know, what you just said there. You know, why not Why not just come back with the guys again? I, look, we're not on the bench. We're not feeling the guys in practice in between and everything else. So he's got to – you got to hope that Quinn has the, the pulse on his players and everything. It all turns out well tonight. Again, maybe if they're playing Pittsburgh or, you know, another top team in the league uh, – you know, the Capitals or something like that. Maybe it doesn't go so well tonight. And I think that's something that maybe all of us collectively of Ranger fans have to realize right now that this season's going to be a roller coaster. It's just going to, you can just see the inexperience uh, when they lose and when they stink. And then, you know, they're, they're showing flashes of, uh, you know, w- w- the bright future of what could be in a game like tonight, in a game against Nashville. And uh, obviously a game against Tampa Bay last week, too. So we'll have to see what happens. I mean, what happens tomorrow night against the Canes? Here's the suspense. We're all going to be sitting back. What kind of lineup is he going with? You know, uh, uh, and we'll just kind of go from there. But uh, I think that's basically the summary that I'm trying to get at right now is we just got to kind of put the the seatbelts on. And um, this is just basically how it's going to be. It's going to be up and down. And, And if they can stay in the fight, KD... You know, if they win two, lose two, win two, you know, something like that. If they kind of can stay in it like that, maybe it won't be so bad. Um, hopefully they, they don't go into a, a bad run there with four or five games where they're getting their butts kicked and not getting any points. To me, last thing I'll say on this too, I was just like, let's just get the points at home tonight, man. We need them. A lot of teams in the Metro uh, up above us are just stacking points right now. Uh, and, and I only say that in the, in the aspect of, okay, are we going to try and make the playoffs or we don't make the playoffs? But... You know, you just you kind of want to stick into you stick you want to stick with this team and, and hope they can just kind of stay in the mix. So when they do lose and and the kids do make mistakes and the team does look futile, at least we know they can bounce back a little bit, back and forth. And tonight was a nice bounce back game. Yeah, I mean, I I agree with you a hundred percent. While the Ottawa game w- was disappointing, I, I think it's it's good to see how this team reacts to that kind of setback. You know, they were very undisciplined against Ottawa. You know, um, Lemieux broke the cardinal rule of sort of fighting in the NHL. You know, you never fight a team when when they're sort of lifeless, you know, to give them any type of energy. And he did that. The Rangers were dominating the game. They were up one nothing on the scoreboard and he ends up getting into a fight, which you never do. And you would think, you know, with his father, who, who you know, you, you think he would have learned that by now, <laughs> not not to sort of engage, you know, a lifeless opponent. Um, you know, let them sit there and continue to sort of die out on the vine there. But instead, he he gave him a sort of olive branch there and 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 Ottawa took it and ran with it and, and sort of ran us over. You know, after that fight, it really seemed to, to jolt them. And and you, you wonder how a team comes back and especially against another lowly opponent. Do, do they play down 
to their opponent again. And Kreider said after the Ottawa game that, that we didn't respect our opponent tonight. And uh, uh, so it looks like tonight's game against, against the Red Wings, they did. Uh, it took them a little while to get into it again. The first period was a little bit of a snooze fest. But, you know, once they got going, you know, pedal to the metal and, and you know, and took care of business. And, and, and it's a nice ba- bounce back game. That's a, you know, there's still a lot of young guys in the lineup. So that's a that's a nice win for them, a, a good sort of learning experience for them. And, you know, you got to take some positives here. I mean, you know, I can get angry with the lineup, but, you know, you can't get too crazy game to game. Um, you know, with this team. And it, it, it's a good night for the Rangers. They've now won four of the last six games, um, three of the last four. You know, that's good stuff. I mean, I, you, you'd like to see these young guys, while development is the key here and, and wins and losses are sort of secondary when you're developing, you, you do want, want to see these guys sort of go through it in a winning environment. You don't want, it, you don't want too much losing. You don't want them to get used to losing or, or think it's okay to lose. So, you know, to see them going through a little bit of a of a winning streak here, uh, you know, a little bout of winning here is is, is a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, let's take a, a look at a couple. Of, hey, look, man, we're only twelve points back of the division leading <laughs> Caps, buddy. Stay positive, right? I know we jumped out of the we jumped out of the basement tonight, so let's go. <laughs> I know. I mean, Doc was great. He, you know, when he said that, I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> Hey, it's even better that we jumped over the Devils. So yes. if you want to feel better about things, and actually, I think we jumped into a tie with Columbus, and they have they have two games on us. So yeah. <laughs> we're going to be ahead of Torch before we know it. So it ain't all that bad, man. That's we're, right. painting, we're painting a nice picture here. Um, only more two rainbows pa- and chun- more rainbows <laughs> and sunshine <laughs> and unicorns. Oh, Katie's magical world, everybody. Um, only two penalties uh, first tonight. Troop and Haley take two, which is good. So they stayed out of the box tonight. And we got two power play goals. What did you think of the power play tonight? Yeah, I mean, it looked good. And and, and the guy who's really sort of running things on, on the power play now is uh, Tony D'Angelo. Tony you know, the D. guy who's now. Yeah, I mean, he is really, you know, he's, you know, he may not look like Leach uh, defensively, but he sure looks like him offensively <laughs> so far this year. Um but, uh, you know, you got to love what he's bringing to the table. He's third on the team, I think, now in points um, after tonight's game. Um, so he put himself in a nice position, um, you know, on the power play goal to sort of open the scoring. It was a nice play by uh, Lemieux to take it to the net there, um, which is why he's on the power play. He's a guy who's not afraid uh, to get into the dirty areas there. And, and uh, you know, Lemieux, uh, I'm sorry, uh, D'Angelo was there to clean up the uh, – the mess. So it, it was nice to see he's, he's KD, the puck. KD, you got to tell everybody, right? When when I see Lemieux on the power play, I just picture you down in the man cave on the couch <laughs> with your legs stretched out and your arms folded and you got this just ear-to-ear grin going on. Tell me that's the case when Lemieux's on the power <laughs> do, play. Do you have like a, a webcam in my basement <laughs> right now? Because that was literally like... How I was sitting here, although I did have a white claw in my hand. Oh, of course, man. <laughs> um, but literally how I was in here. It's, I'm sort of freaked out a little bit that you said that. But <laughs> Well, I know you, buddy. We go way back. I, I, I get it going here. Um, yeah, so, I mean, look, that's good positive stuff. I mean, I guess... You know, this gets back into the uh, the battle we're going here with uh, Coach Q. Look, we've all collectively said we love the guy, uh, you know, and, and, and then, you know, sticking with the plan. I know you're a huge Quinn supporter. I am, too. I, I read your tweets. I know you're getting asked on other podcasts now, and you're on this Quinn parade, and I, I love it, buddy. It's great. But, uh, 
you know, it's 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 you know, you see that game the other night, and and it just gets back to the fact that hey, we we just gotta we gotta accept that this is how to, how it's going to be. Now, what I joked about there a couple weeks ago, like I said, if the team goes into a massive dive in a tank and. Uh, you know, he'd be gone by, uh, you know, uh, Christmas time or whatever. But I guess what we're seeing here, what's maybe developing, and this is a huge thing, too. It's it's only the first week of November, November 6th. The season just started, uh, you know, uh, 12 games here in. And, um, you know, you got to, I guess, step back here and step away from being a fan so much and just saying, hey, look, man, Quinn's got to look at this, guys. It's a new mix. And he's just kind of, kind of feel through this a little bit, and we've got to sit back and, and kind of take uh, what he's going to pitch out there. So, and I love, like I said, I, and I, I, I do. I sit there and I crack up because I see Lemieux on the power play, and are you talking about this in the beginning of the season? Uh, you know, and seeing stuff like that happen, where you know this is where it's probably going to be okay, where Quinn is not going to be afraid to do some things. And then we went through the experience of him, you know, putting Stahl up in the in the bleachers the other night too. So I think there's more positive stuff here with regards to questioning Quinn and his motives as as far as the lineup that he has. I only wanted one thing, KD. We talked about this too. Um, and this gets into the guys who got into the lineup tonight, McKegg and everything. Earn your ice time. Make the most of it. Uh, get out there and kick some butt. Stromer's doing it. D'Angelo's doing it. The guys who are putting the puck in the nets here tonight and everything else. It's all good stuff. So I'm going to lean more towards the positive stuff for Q and his decisions. And, and like I said, we just might have to get used to this bounce back. Win one, lose one, and, and go from there. Yeah, and just because I didn't like his lineup decision tonight doesn't mean that I don't think he's the right guy for the job right now. I mean, you really won't be able to make that sort of judgment call until – you know, after this season or maybe even into next season. There's just, you know, too much going on now. It's too early in the season. There's too many young guys on the team. And we have to see how, how these guys develop and how it plays out. And, again, it's not about wins and losses this year. And if we make the playoffs or don't make the playoffs, it's a success or it's not a success. You know, and, and Quinn will maybe do some questionable things this year. But we don't know his motives behind what he's doing. Maybe he had a good reason for sitting Laius and Lingren. I mean, I don't know what it what it is, but you know that maybe there was something going on there, and he just needed to give both of them a blow, and and just needed, and he'd rather them watch a game from the press box again because wins and losses really don't matter this year. Maybe he said, "Look, guys, we think part of your learning process is maybe sitting tonight, watching it, see how the game plays out, and it gives you a little bit of perspective of of what we're trying to do here." So. You know, to to make a you know a full judgment call on this guy based on you know a month, a month and a half of hockey is ridiculous. Um, sure, I I went out and and criticized Quinn a bit today, but again, it you know it doesn't mean I think that the rebuild is is dead now and it's on hold and and uh, Quinn is destroying things. It's, yeah, look, I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with some of his decisions from time to time. That's okay. That's the, you know. That's what we're about here. That's why we have a podcast or we're on Twitter or whatever. We're throwing our opinions out there. Sometimes it's going to be right and sometimes it's going to be wrong. I criticized him today. They came out with a big win. McKeg had a goal. Stahl had an assist. Hey, yeah, I tip my hat to him and, and, and let's keep going. Absolutely, man. Good stuff. Um, I just I was going to ask you something I can't remember. Oh, yeah, that's right. Do you want to spend at least uh, 10 minutes now on uh, Lindy Ruff? <laughs> Any take on no. uh, his coaching tonight? <laughs> man, it's I getting he... bad out there from the fans, man. They well, man, some awful things being uh, spoken about, Mister Ruff, out there. I don't, I don't know if he really deserves that, KD. No, I think he does. <laughs> I mean, if you, 
I mean, the, the defense has been so bad for so long with different personnel coming in and out. Different coaches now. They were bad under Vigneault. And they've been porous under, under Quinn. You know, you see a guy like Pionk who struggled mightily defensively with the Rangers. He's now in Winnipeg. And, uh, you know, all his sort of underlying defensive stats have, have all risen. And, uh, you know, you look at Truba, whose def- underlying defensive stats have always been solid in, in, in uh, Winnipeg. And he's struggling a bit now. If you saw the play tonight on, on the one Red Wings goal, he sort of got turned around a little bit. He's so you're t- wondering. He's you in know, a totally different world, Katie, you know. Who, Truba? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, look, this is, uh, you know, this is a rebuild. He he came, he left a team that was, uh, you know, winning and making it to conference finals. And now he's in a complete rebuild where, you know, his partner is uh, Labor Hayek, who's still, you know, learning the NHL. So he's doing a lot of, you know, heavy lifting of that. And I'm not blaming Truba and, you know, thinking he's, you know, a, a long line of um, <laughs> defensemen that would give big time <laughs> contracts. Uh <laughs> Wade Redden, <laughs> you know, to come in here and, you know, and not fulfill, you know, what expectations. But, you know, he, it's a, like you said, it's a completely different situation for him. He's doing a lot of heavy lifting there with with Hayek on on the other side. And, you know, Hayek's been been a lot better since since, uh, you know, the beginning of the year. His first game was a real struggle. And, you know, he, it's been a little bit of a bumpy road here and there. To be honest, I, I would have rather he probably sat in the press box. I think he may need a game or two up there to just to just to sit and watch and maybe see things from the birds. Eye Truba, view, but uh, no, no, no. I, I, sorry, did I say Truba? No. Oh, okay. I'm busting chops, man. Oh my god, I'm like, you know, I, I had a couple. Like I said, I had a couple of white claws tonight. I thought I lost. I'm like Jesus. I am drunk. keeping you sober, buddy. That's right. You did. You just sobered me up. I was like, what just happened? Uh. <laughs> So, what were we talking about? Oh, Lindy Ruff, fire him. <laughs> oh, man. No, just getting back to Truba. Uh, uh, this was something like I was kind of touching on the last couple of weeks, too, as far as, you know, guys like Panarin and Truba and, you know, obviously Hank and, and how these guys handle, you know, uh, any you know the losses, the, these ups and downs and everything else, you know. And, and Truba seems to, you know, I saw the the pregame interview with him too, and he's definitely a very, very, very laid back kind of guy. You know, I was kind of saying, I don't know, what, could he be captain? You know, because I know we talked about that too, and I was like, mm-hmm. I don't know, you know. Um, and obviously, yeah, I mean, you know, a mistake tonight here or there. I mean, come on, Troop is not the guy that's you know we're gonna be uh, you know jumping on here. Um, you know, as far as uh, you know, uh, making uh, you know major mistakes here to cause the team any kind of damage and everything. But like I said, he is. You know, working with, uh, you know, a lot of younger, inexperienced guys here. And, and it, it's crazy, too, man. I mean, he's only 25 years old. You know, he's skating away from the interview and I'm, with Boucher, and I'm going, he's 25. And I start thinking about, what was I doing when I was 25? You know, I was, <laughs> I was, I was like, I was living out in Colorado. I was playing a lot of inline and, and recreational ice hockey out there in Colorado. I'm like, oh, look at this kid, man. He's There he goes. He's skating across the garden ice, man. And he's, it's just amazing to, to see that. So you got to put this into perspective. Obviously, the uh, the cool thing about this team, like everybody, uh, you know, the, the league has been saying too, so young. Um, and uh, just seeing that mix of guys like Panarin, Truba, Hank, uh, you know, Kreider, guys who have a little more experience, uh, Zibanejad when he gets back here too. And, and seeing how the, you know, let's put the quotes on them, the leaders of the team 
are going to manage themselves through watching the kids struggle here. But I'm telling you, man, there's some good positive signs in a game like tonight. And I do like the way Fox is playing. I like the way D'Angelo is playing uh, defensively here, too. So I, I think those guys are going to be pretty solid going forward. And, and Kako's looking pretty good. He's getting his confidence. You know, we get into, you know, more games here. I think we'll see stuff. And if they do lose, you don't want to lose like you did to Ottawa. That's That stuff's just got to stop. You just never want to see that again. I'll, I'll chalk that up for, you know, whatever it is, game 11 there the other night. But uh, that's it. But, again... If they, if they get into the fight here and they go down fighting and playing hard and, and taking the most of their opportunities, I'm going to be totally fine with this team, you know, uh, you know, losing, you know, here and there as the season goes. Yeah, and I, and I think fans sometimes need to take a step back. Again, there was a lot of sort of uproar about the lineup today, and, and, and I was partaking in that. So, you know, guilty as charged. But, um, you know, if you take a step back, this team has won three out of the last four games, without Zabinijad, their number one center in the lineup. I mean, things are trending in the right direction here. You know, you know, a lot of these young guys are starting to play well. Kako, you could just tell sort of the confidence level for him is much, much higher than it was even a week ago. Just, just with the puck on his stick, you can tell, you know, he's just more confident with the puck. He's out there making plays. You know, he needs to maybe shoot the puck a little bit more on the power play. He seems to be, be trying to make that pass cross ice instead of just firing it. But I think that actually is part of the confidence now. He thinks he can make that pass. So, you know, I, I think a lot of the young guys are looking good. And despite Lindgren, you know, heading up in the press box tonight, he has looked real solid. Again, I, I think he's been one of the best defensemen on the team along with Fox. So, you know, it's all positive stuff, even with, um, again, this lineup, you know, you're looking at a fourth line of, of Haley McKegg and Smith. I mean, not exactly what you want, you know, in a rebuild year, but you know, it's one game, you know, you can't freak out about it, you know, calling for, you know, Quinn's head, you know, after, you know, a decision like that is, is ridiculous. You know, you got to give the guy some time. You have to give this team some time. And look, if, if there's a fourth line of, of Smith, uh, McKegg and Haley, in like March this year, I'm probably going to be a little bit more upset about it (laughs) than I am right now. Um, Because again, you know, I don't know what, what Quinn's thought process is with the young guys. Again, maybe part of the development process is to let some of these guys sit and watch a game or two. And and that's okay. You know, I, I trust that the organization is going to be doing the right thing. And, you know, just because that was the fourth line tonight doesn't mean that, again, I said it before that the rebuild is sort of derailed or anything. So um, I, it's real positive. I Again, I think we sometimes need to take a step back and, and see the bigger picture here because the team actually is winning games with a young lineup. I mean, it, it's all good. I, I, I don't know what, you know, what um, fans really you know could be complaining about right now. Well, we just, you know, we're selfish. We just want to win. And, uh, you know, but we're winning, we're winning, <laughs> but we want to, we want to win all the time. And we definitely want to win games against Ottawa. There's no definitely about, uh, about that. And there's another local team here. That's just, they won't, they won't lose. And it's kind of a little sour in all of our, uh, in our spirits here going forward. Uh, so let just me ignore them. Ignore yeah, well, well, yes, we are. We definitely are. But, you know, whatever. They got a hell of a coach over there and he's doing a hell of a job. So. Uh, tip of the hat there. So look, uh, looking at the next five games coming, you got Canes back at it tomorrow night against the Canes, which is great, Katie. I, I love the fact that they're getting back and and they get to play more, and uh, you know, because it's you know three or four games in between 
uh, you know, spots here for the Rangers and us fans. So it's been a lot of, you know, kind of crazy like that for us. So we get back out of the mall um, and just looking at the schedule here. They're going to have the Panthers twice. Uh, and we get to see Sid the Kid and the Penguins here, which is good, and that should be a great test next Tuesday. And then they go back into Tampa, um, not back in, but playing against Tampa again on, on the 14th uh, down in their barn. So it's a, it's a nice stretch of five games here where you look at maybe, uh, you know, no disrespect to the Canes or the Cats, but, you know, maybe those those are a couple of games that should be able to grab some points from, and then they can test their medal against Pittsburgh. And uh, they had a good run against Tampa Bay there, obviously at home. Let's see uh, how they'll be there, obviously. um you know, the both getting Kacharov back and, and getting a little steady there. But it's it's kind of weird to see uh, Tampa struggling like they did. But what do you think here over the next five games in, in, in terms of, um, you know, uh, if you're the coach, and this is the, this is one thing I wanted to ask you, with the five games coming up, with Mika coming back, if you're looking at the lineup right now, KD, what do you think? And where, where are you throwing him in there? Uh, and our favorite tag line here, a great problem to have. Where do you think uh, Mika fits into the to the mix here with what you've seen over the last few games without him in the lineup? Yeah, I mean, I, I think you got to put him right back where he was. I think you got to put him as the first-line center. He was just too good when he was in the lineup before he got injured. So I think I think the move, at least for me, is to put him on that first line, to move Strom to the wing on the first line, so you have a line of Panarin, Zabinijad and Strom. I, I don't think you can move Strom down in the lineup now. He's just been too good. He's been scoring too much. Um, so I, I, I'd like to keep that. I'd like to make that the first line. Obviously, you have to keep the second line the way it is. Kreider, Buchnevich, and Hedl have just been tearing it up since Hedl has been brought back to NHL. So leave that line alone. And then with the third line, you know, you probably pro- you want to move five. Um, Actually, you got to leave that alone too. I'm, I'm trying to think. We, we have so many good players. When you bring, <laughs> when you bring Zabinijad back, it's amazing. When you move sort of everybody down, I was going to say you move Foss to the third line, but I was like, wait, Kato is there. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, the the third line you almost have to leave as well. Uh, you know, and I hate to say it because Foss has been so good this year. You you almost have to move him to the fourth line, and then you have a fourth line. Hopefully, you bring Anderson back in, and then you have a fourth line of. You know, Fost, Anderson, and, you know, McKegg, Smith, or Haley, whatever, whichever retread, you know, <laughs> Quinn wants to put in that last spot. You know, and I think that that's actually a, a legit lineup, you know, top to bottom. You have a, a legit first line. The second line's been clicking. Even that third line, I really love it. Kako is, you know, I was talking about his confidence before. I feel like he's really founded on that third line where he's not putting that sort of top six pressure on himself to perform. You know, he's on that third line with, with Howden and Lemieux, Lemieux sort of banging the body a little bit, maybe opens up a little more ice for, for Kako and makes him feel a little bit uh, more confident out there as well. Um, so I, I, I like that lineup. That is what I'd like to see uh, when Zabinijak comes back. It, it's, it's uh, you know, like on the positive side of things, KD, I mean, it is great just listening to you kind of run down, you know, this is, you're picturing, you know, Quinn at his desk there, and he's he's got to look at all this stuff, and uh, it, it's not so bad. I think more than anything, uh, you know, and this gets back to, again, what we discussed in previous episodes, it's consistency, and sitting back, taking a breath, and, and letting guys like Kako here, and... Um, and and like I said, you you nailed it too. Heedle coming back into the lineup and 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 getting a the flow there and the consistency and and Kreider and Stromer and, and these guys kind of they're getting the hang of playing with each other a little bit. So if and we that's ju- what I was talking and that's what I was talking about all you know in the beginning of the year when I was telling everybody to be patient with this team because I knew once you brought sort of Heedle back in and you bring Lingering back in, 
you, you know, you're pushing these bottom guys out. You move when Brendan Smith was on the third line. You knew when Hedo came back up, he was going to get pushed down to the fourth line, which pushes McKegan Haley out of the lineup. And when Zibinijak comes back from the injury again, it pushes one of those journeyman guys out of the lineup. So you know that lineup, as I just sort of spelled out right there. I mean, to me, that that's almost a playoff team type of forward lineup there. I mean, the problem is on, on defense and, you know, where, you know, Quinn put Stahl back in and, and I don't, I didn't expect Stahl to be in the press box indefinitely, but, you know, if you could get that defensive um, uh, put together where you have Trubin, Hayek and Fox and Lindgren back together and then D'Angelo and Shea, I mean, again, that that's not terrible. That's a good, you know, six defensive pairing, a lot of young talent on there. And then you match that up with the forwards. I mean, you know, I, I, I'll be pretty excited with that sort of lineup going forward. I think they'll win a lot of games. They'll be on the cusp of making the playoffs. And, and, and then going into next season, you know, we'll, we'll be feeling real good about this team. Yeah, I like what you're saying there on, on those six, and I guess that comes into the issue with a guy like Stahl. He had uh, you know 18 minutes tonight, uh, didn't cause too much damage out there, uh, so maybe the rest did him good. But, yeah, you look at the six. I guess I, I, what I want to do, too, is, is going forward, i, I got to look down at the roster down in the AHL because let's say, for argument's sake, something comes up where – you know, the, the, the talk of the town pretty much is is eventually Mark's going to be moved, you know, one way or the other. Because I think what you're saying there, too, is it, it, that's, that's six that you just talked about. That's the guys that you want to run and, and let them get their uh, get get the miles on the skates, get the experience, uh, especially, uh, you know, with the teams like, you know, Pittsburgh coming up on the schedule. You want to play the big guys and the top scorers and the forwards in the league here. And then the only thing you kind of worry about is if one of them goes down. You know, uh, unfortunately, like I said, if the trooper goes down or something like that, or Foxy gets hurt or something like that, who's going to step in for those guys? So if a guy like Stahl maybe somewhere down the road is not in your lineup, what do we have? And, uh, you know, all those different scenarios, if we do end up trading Stahl at some point down the road, do you get a defenseman back? Is it a prospect? You know, um, it's something i got to look I think, into. I think you're crazy if you think Stahl is getting traded. Who in their right mind would want Stahl? Even if you, even if you right, ate but, some of his salary... Like, I can't imagine how – and I've seen people mentioning that, that he could potentially get moved. I just don't see it. I don't see what team would want to take him on. Maybe All right, I'm KD, wrong. but then, then what, do, what do they do with him then? So let's say, I, I, let's say you know, Quinn's in this thing where he's got to say, hey, look, and say he goes to JD and he goes to Gordon and says, look, i, I got to run my six. And they give him his blessing. And they want to keep Mark up in, up in the stands or whatever. I mean – you're going to just leave the guy up there? I mean, I'm just saying – I'm not saying this is going to happen within a week or two or something like that or even a couple of months. But I'm saying eventually, Mark, even as a as a professional, as a personal guy, he's either going to say, look, move me, or, you know, is he going to sit up there and eat popcorn? That's that's how I'm looking at it as far as, you know, maybe not saying, all right, you know, we're going to trade him anytime soon. But if you take him out of the lineup and you put him up there – do you think Stahl's the kind of guy who's going to sit there and say and take it for the team and say, all right, I'll sit up here and hang out and I'll wait until you need me? He he may have no choice. I mean, yeah, he may have that conversation with the team. He's just – his contract is just hard to move. I mean, you have another year of him. You know, unless a team just needs salary to stay above the cap floor or something, but or for some reason is in real need of just like a veteran presence around like a young defensive – 
uh, young defensive prospects. And, and I don't even know what team would need that. And look, you know, I think that um, and I don't think Saul played bad tonight at all. And, and maybe it is just give him a couple of games off and then bring him back. And, and he's good after three or four nights rest. And and you give a guy like Hayek a night off or you give Lindgren a night off as these young guys. It was a long season, you know, for the younger guys who probably aren't used to playing this much hockey. So, you know, I'm okay with with Stahl being the seventh guy and playing, you know, once every couple of weeks or, you know, once every three or four games or whatever it is. Um, And I think that should be the plan with him going forward. You know, if if someone goes down, you know, maybe you get Smith in there, Brendan Smith, you give him some runs, you know, defensively as well. So, you know, I I don't think moving Stahl is to me. I just don't see it as an option. And I would make him the seventh defenseman and I would rotate him in from time to time. And I think he'll actually be better for it. That was something I would call I was calling for all the time when AV was was still coaching here with Girardi and with Stahl then as well. I couldn't believe like why he wouldn't give those guys a couple of nights off. I mean, you know, they're they're veterans who who've been through the wars and put their bodies on the line. You know, they need some rest. I mean, those teams are going to the playoffs. And, and he would run Girardi into the ground. You know, the guy is blocking shots left and right. And, and by the end of the year, the guy was spent. So I think Stahl becomes a better defenseman with rest. So make him that seventh defenseman. Put him, get him in there every whatever it is, four or five games. You know, get Hayek a rest. Give, um, you know, Fox arrest if he maybe needs one. Give Lingren a rest if he needs one, these these young guys. And I, I, I think that should be the plan, you know, with the defense going forward. Now, like, I agree with you, and I'm sure any Ranger fan that's listening right now also agrees with you with you as well. Sorry for my slurp there. Um, I guess my question is, 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 does a guy like Mark Stahl accept that kind of role on this team? And I know what you're saying, hey, he's just going to have to do it. But you just wonder if that's it's something that's um, if that's in it for this guy. You know, I think all of us, like I said, you just talked about it. Stahl's been there. He's he's going through the wall for us. There's no question about uh, his caliber, his his uh, you know his integrity. He's a class act as a player. He's done so much for this organization. Getting to this point right now, because look, I'm with you. Everybody's with you too, and I'm sure Quinn and the and the whole organization knows it's time to do this. And give Stahl the rest and, and make him. I think everything you just said is bang on. My question is, is does a guy like Mark Stahl, because every player, KD, has their pride, has their dignity, yeah. has their friendships on the team, so on and so forth. I mean, Hank himself, the king, is going is doing this too. Now, whether it's just uh, more of an age thing and giving Hank the rest, but, you know, having uh, Georgiev here take, uh, you know, a little extra work here too. And we're going to see what happens now going forward. I mean, Hank's obviously buying into this. That's why he stayed here, uh, you know, after the letter and all the changes and everything. That's why he's not going anywhere. So it's it's probably a little easier uh, for us to kind of look at Hank making that decision and kind of sitting down on the bench and giving George have a go here because, you know, he's a competitor. So, uh, you know, God bless him and all that stuff for doing it. But a guy like Stahl and everything else, I think that's kind of the question. Can Mark do the same thing? Can a guy like Hank put his arm around Mark and say, hey, look, why don't you do this? And especially if uh, he lets these kids go on a run for five or six games straight or whatever, uh, and they do stay healthy and they do start showing improvement and they do start getting the results, 
Um, that's what I'm looking at down the road as far as that. Because I know with his contract and everything, where are you going to move him? Who's going to take him? I, I get all that stuff. I'm just talking about like the chemistry. Because that's one thing that we're, we're, we're still hoping to see here, KD. And, and we see it a little bit tonight and hopefully sit a little more over the next five games. Is uh, like I said, the young guys getting the experience. Uh, you know, Quinn's mixing things up a little bit. He's giving the, the opportunity. If these guys start developing a little bit of chemistry here, and I think guys like Fox and KD, uh, I mean, um, and D'Angelo, their confidence is going to build. They have it in there. You can see it, man. I think those two guys, just those two guys right there alone, are going to be really good defensemen for us. What what I have to say regarding Stahl and, and putting his sort of pride and ego to the side is if. If a guy like, and all, all Stahl has to do is look across the river, if a guy like Eli Manning, a two-time Super Bowl MVP champ, can take a backseat to the young, you know, rookie quarterback um, for the New York Giants, I think Mark Stahl. And but Eli's got two rings, babies. Exactly. If, if Stahl, <laughs> exactly. He has two rings, and he, and he didn't say boo. About getting sitting on the bench and Mark, Mark Stall has Stall. He wants to still raise the cup, buddy. <laughs> and that's fine. He could raise the cup as the seventh defenseman. He's the, he'll get his he'll get his name on the cup. The black aces um, are back, baby. <laughs> but uh, the Rangers aren't winning the cup this year, and they're probably not winning one next year. So he's probably not going to be here. But um, you know, I think that he is. Unfortunately, this is what happens when you when you're a veteran in this league and you're on a team that's in a rebuild. You have to be on board with it. You have to put your ego to the side and say, I want to do what's right for the team here. And, and I'm sure he is. I'm sure he's, you know, working with Lingren and working with Hayek and Fox and giving him some, giving them all some pointers. Because uh, Stahl, to me, is, is a consummate professional. You know, he has taken a lot of crap from fans over the years. And you never heard, you know, a, a word out of him, any criticism of, of the way he's been treated um, you know, by the fans, and uh, you know, I'm sure it's all professional on his end. And and look, he's this. You know, he said the other day he's disappointed. I'm sure he's just look. That's not easy to take. You know, the guy is has been in there. Uh, you know, every night. You know, when healthy. You know, for his entire career. So you know, it, it's a tough pill to swallow. And and I say it all the time. Um, you know, uh, getting old is, uh, you know, uh, is undefeated and, and, uh, you know, it, it happens, you know, it's, it's a, it's a way of life. We all have to deal with it, you know, getting older and stepping aside for the, the new young talent coming in and, and, and he's, you know, it's, it's a part of life. <laughs> it is, but I, I'm, I'm talking Lindy Ruff, Mark Stahl, uh, throw Haley in there, a bag of pucks. Um, some Broadway tickets, <laughs> and send him out to L.A. and let's get Dowdy over here. What do you say? Come on, Kings. Kings are they're done. So, <laughs> I think I think you've been drinking white claws tonight. <laughs> well, let's get everybody welcome to Go Rangers Radio special post game live edition here after the uh, Rangers beat up on the Red Wings five one tonight at home. We're gonna take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll put a uh, a bow on this show and we'll talk about Katie's man crush. Maybe it's uh, Katie's man crush of the night. Uh, we'll see what Katie's got in store for us, but uh, we're going to take a quick break. We're right back right here on Go Rangers Radio. Thanks so much for listening. If you bleed red, white, and Rangers blue, hail the king, follow the bread man, and know how to spell Capo Caco, then tune in to Go Rangers Radio. 
Join your hosts, Kevin DeLury and Paul Cuthbert, every week for their take on the New York Rangers. Live and archive shows are available at GoRangersRadio.com. If you're social, follow at GoRangersRadio on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Go Rangers Radio, where the New York Rangers are always the talk of the town. Got any questions for Polly and Kevin? Tag us at Go Rangers Radio on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And now, slower than a Ron Duguay forecheck, faster than a John Agrodnik line change, and unable to guarantee anything like Mark Messier. Here's DeLury and Cuthbert. Yeah, welcome back, everybody. Appreciate everybody who's tuning live tonight. Special post-game edition, Go Rangers Radio. Your New York Rangers picking up big two points at home tonight against the also struggling Detroit Red Wings. A lot of young kids on that uh, squad as well, too. Got some good pra- uh, prospects there with Patuzzi and, and Mantha and Larkin. All good stuff. But uh, welcome back, everybody. And... Um, this is just kind of cool stuff. This is I'm, I'm having fun, KD. This has been uh, kind of cool doing this post game here tonight. Uh, uh, right after the game, it was a lot of fun. Uh, what's your feeling here in terms of uh, like uh, doing this for the rest of the season and instead of Wednesday nights? What do you say? Every game we do a post game. What do you feel? Uh, no, I'm not feeling that at all. <laughs> <laughs> this is fun, though. I do enjoy this. A nice sort of rapid sort of reaction. Uh, you know, to the game and and how we're feeling immediately afterward. It, it's good to get that sort of immediate reaction where I don't have time to sort of you know dwell on the game and and think of uh, uh, you know what when I'll give myself some time to to you know process what happened. And this is sort of like when I used to do the blog. It was like as soon as like there was news, I had to like immediately like come out with a reaction without actually sitting down and thinking about it for a couple of minutes. And I would write something and like an hour later, I'd be like, what was it? You know, talk about like a, a knee jerk reaction to like everything. You know, it's nice to sort of be able to, you know, sit back and, and process the games a little bit, but you know, this is fun too. It, it, it's great. It's a lot of fun. We get some good, some good back and forth, uh, you know, that we got going here so that, you know, it's a lot of fun. I, I'm glad to see that there are a couple of Wednesday night games coming up that we could do this again because this is fun. This yeah, is no, what it's all about. This is what it's all about. This is why we're doing this. Especially if they win, buddy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I may not like it so much if they're losing. but you know. <laughs> KD, you still want to do that post game? They're down 7-1 in the second. <laughs> That's right. It'll give us you know, some time to vent. You know, <laughs> just get, Instead of me yelling at my wife after the game, I'll just yell at you. <laughs> <laughs> and just so everybody knows, uh, next week we're going to come back regular time at nine o'clock, and uh, we're going to have our first guest next week. I think we're going to we're going to set that up, um, get somebody in here to talk in between me and KD, and, and and start rolling that in because once December comes, KD, uh, they don't have any Wednesday night games, so we'll uh, get into the thick of it. And I know we talked about this with everybody too, get everybody some more, uh, you know, people involved with the show, some guests, obviously, and so on and so forth. So we'll start ratcheting things up here in December, and then uh, on the twentieth. Uh, they've got another game uh, on Wednesday, uh, and we're going to do another post game on the twentieth. And then uh, we'll see. Me and KD, you know, we are we we cook a lot around Thanksgiving and and Wednesday. Uh, you know, the biggest bar night there, uh, Thanksgiving Eve. I don't know if KD's going to be around. KD going to be around? You're going out with McKeg, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, we're going to paint paint the town red. <laughs> Me and Mister McKeg, or or I'm in bed by nine. Either one. So let me ask you this. Um, 
just uh, just out of curiosity, you've been paying attention to anything else that's going on in the league uh, as far as, you know, any other players you've seen to come across uh, the headlines here, whether it's, uh, I know you call our, your boy Strom there, Conor McStrom. Uh, any thoughts on anybody else in terms of how they're playing the Caps or, uh, you know, out West, anything going on? Has any of the other teams that we've played so far impressed you uh, just outside of, you know, what we've been focusing on here uh, on the Rangers? I'm going to be honest, Paulie. No. <laughs> you know, when I was younger, I'm going to go into a little sort of rant here. Yes. When I was younger, no, not really a rant, but when I was younger, I really could tell you, you know, what every team and every player and everybody was doing. I think as I've gotten older, I've definitely become more sort of Ranger centric where I'm not following the league like as much as I used to, I think maybe when I, and and you know what, one of the bigger reasons for that is it's weird is when we were younger, you know, all the games were on ESPN two, the deuce. And I used to watch like all the, because you know, you're flipping through an ESPN is that now that the games are on like, you know, the NBC channel, which is like 200 and something or whatever. I I never get up that far, like in the channels when I'm channel surfing to see all the other games. This is like old man yelling at 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 clouds right now. You ever see that meme? That that's what I'm doing right now. First thing I said to my, I'm sitting here on the side, going, "Man, this guy's just an old crumpy bastard." Oh, I I really am. So I I really just like focus all all my energy like on the ranges these days, and I I really don't follow the league. And and it, it actually you know it's sort of upsetting because I really used to be. Like so, like every day, just really into every. What is every player doing? What is every team doing? And I really would know who's in first, who's in second. Half the time, I'm like, what is going on in the standings? I, you know, I just assume after all these years, it's like the Capitals and Penguins are in first and second place because it seems like they're the two top teams in in the Metro. Like every year, I'm like looking at the standings now, and you know, the Capitals are in first place, and you know, I, I refuse to even acknowledge where the Islanders are. So. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it but, burns, uh, baby. But it's only right, November. Right. Let's talk about I, you know. We'll see what happens where everybody is in May. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, it, you know what? It is nice. Actually, one one thing to note is it, it is nice to see Edmonton doing well, just because of Connor McDavid. You hate to see a guy like that be wasted on like a terrible team. You know, in the last couple of years, I know we're we're, we're pretty bad over in Edmonton. Um, so it's nice to see them sort of bounce back. And, uh, you know what I love seeing, I love seeing how, how terrible the Kings are now <laughs> because they beat us in the Stanley cup finals. I hope they're in last place for like perpetuity. You know, <laughs> I, I never want to see them get out of last place. So, um, you know, that, that's also nice to see. So there you go. That, that's my sort of league for, recap there for you. Very well done. So I will definitely not, <laughs> I will definitely not look to you for, I will definitely never say, and now let's go around the league with Kevin Lurie. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll get back into it every time, Paulie. I'm just kidding. What you know what? Since since I'm not sort of like you know up on what's going on around the league, Paulie. Uh, what what do you point to something that you like with what's going on in the league right now? Well, look, you gotta you know this, the guy you know over on on the island here uh, with the orange and blue squad that plays uh, at uh, you know the two buildings and eventually the third here eventually uh, very soon. Uh, Barry Trotz, I've always loved the guy, respected him, loved him in Nashville, and um, obviously went in with the with the Caps. I, I think, you know, my personal, I, I tweeted this out uh, yesterday or today, or whatever, just as a nod to it. 
Barry Trotz is 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 a world class individual, and he's a phenomenal hockey coach. And he's just uh, he's just he's just such a good guy. He's a good guy in the league. And I think as far as New York sports, you know, with everything that's going on here in New York, you know, the Giants and the Jets are just absolutely horrible. They pretty much always are. The Knicks and the Nets, you know, there's just nothing going on there. I mean, this this city, uh, you know, is in such a, um, a, a black hole of, of non-championship, you know, nobody's winning anything here, you know. And just there's so many other distractions going on. And the Rangers are obviously the big thing here in the city and everything else, and especially for us as fans and stuff. But I don't think New York realizes the kind of guy that they have, and, and whether that's just because of the way the franchise is looked upon in sports. I mean, they put up 10 wins here. They're starting to get a little acknowledgement. Uh, nobody really takes the Islanders series, seriously, unfortunately. But I tell you what, Lou Lamorello and Barry Trotz are taking the Islanders series, and they're quietly doing a halfway decent job. And that's really all I want to say on that. But my focus is on Barry Trotz. And if down the road, one day... If it ever happens and it's that guy, I think that's the guy that's going to do it for them. You know, it's, 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 there's a long road ahead and there's a lot of stuff going on. But if you look at their lineup, KD, and, and this kind of – I'm thinking about this too with regards to the Rangers. And an experienced veteran coach like that getting the success that he's getting out of that also very young squad, which is really kind of void of any huge stars – um, you know, as far as their goaltending, as far as their forwards and everything, and they're just really playing good hockey, and, the, you know, they're banking a lot of pot, uh, points right now. So I don't want to rant on about it, but I just think, I just like the Barry Trot story, and I just don't think he's getting enough respect as far as, you know, him being in New, New York sports, because he is a champion, and he is a good guy, and I think everybody should kind of just look over there a little bit and say, all right, we hate the squad, we don't like them, the rivalry, and that's great. Looking forward to the games coming up against them in 2020. <laughs> it's unbelievable we don't play them until then, and uh, and we'll see where everything's at there, so that's good stuff. Uh, other than that, uh, what I've noticed is Boston's on a mission. They're such a great squad. Obviously, we got a taste of them uh, so far. Uh, surprised to see St. Louis up there still uh, after you know playing a lot of hockey last year and winning the Cup. Good for them. And, uh, yeah, I like what you're saying. Hey, look, Edmonton made a, a good change there. They bring Holland in as the GM, and McClendon's back there behind the bench. So, um, you know, we'll see. Um, you see, I mean, not, not McClendon, I'm sorry. Um, Dave Tippett, apologize for that. He was the former coach. But Tippett coming in there said, that's cool. I mean, Tippett was kind of out of the mix for a little bit, and he, he's always had a lot of great success. So it's good to see those young guys flourishing. And, Katie, like I said, you know, uh, you know, uh, over the years, the last you know five or six years, guys like McDavid coming in here. These are the young guys, and Edmonton have all these str- string of uh, these number one picks coming in. And and I'm with you. It's it's nice to see them having a little success here, success here because you hate to see those young kids that were drafted high um, and not really get any kind of uh, you know success as far as moving forward in the in, in the uh, in, in the playoffs and everything. And those kids, as, as far as they're still young. They're getting older. And my other favorite team in the, in the league right now is uh, is Colorado and what they did last year, too. And they got some great talent on there as well. So it's uh, other good stuff. But, again, I'm with do you, man. You, do Go you ahead. think with Colorado, and I was talking about this on, you know, you mentioned it before. I was on another podcast last night pr- promoting our podcast, Paulie. That's the only reason I was doing Excellent. it. Excellent. Trying, trying to get the word out for us. Do you think Colorado could potentially be a landing spot for Lundquist at the trade deadline? You know, they're goaltending. You know, they have Grubauer as, yeah, as but their he's starting goal. He's you know, good. I, I, yeah, you know, he was so good that he lasted like two games, you know, the year that the Capitals won the Cup. Remember they started Grubauer? Yeah, but he you know, carried in, them into the playoffs last year, man. And he's, he's Yeah, exactly. Right so but far. you 
he has zero pedigree, you know, and I just wonder if, if that team who's, you know, in a playoff spot right now and it's early, you know, are they going to look and, and say, wow, we really need to upgrade, you know, at our goalie position and, you know, and, and the Rangers at that point, you know, we've, we've discussed it on this podcast, you know, sort of like the, the three headed goalie monster that the Rangers have, you know, could they unload Lundqvist? And trust me, I'd hate to see them do that. And, and, and we can go through, you know, everything about Lundqvist and what he means to this franchise. But, you know, they're going to have to make a tough decision here either way on a goaltender. Um, and and is, is Colorado a landing place for him? I, I, no. I don't know how Colorado could be, like, confident in, in Grubauer. I, I don't know. I just don't see it. And sure, yeah, he's been good regular season. But he was given that one opportunity – and and he completely fell on his face in the playoffs, and 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 thankfully, you know, you talk about trots. He was smart enough to get him out of there, um, you know, and and it ended up leading to a Stanley Cup for them. So, you know, you, you wonder if that's a good spot for him. I don't know. So yeah, I, I look the kid. Like I said last year, the kid came in and played really well, and I think the focus in Colorado right now is the is the young guns that they have up forward, up front. And, uh, you know, those those are the guys they're going to run on. So it's not so much the goaltending issue for Colorado. Now, I, I personally think if it ever comes down to Hank, you know, uh, Toronto is the, the, the one place that I keep thinking of. I think a lot of people think about that, too, because you look at that team and all the talent they have up there. Uh, Anderson's a good kid. He's a good goaltender. But as far as maybe, you know, I, 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 I hearken back to, you know, the Leafs making some kind of huge kind of like they did years ago when they got like a guy like Cujo in there and Felix Potman and, and uh, you know something like that. That that's where you might see him, and or if one of the other top teams have a major injury, like Boston or something, like Tuukka Rask goes down, or uh, you know Hope he goes down in Washington or anything like that. But wouldn't it be a kicker if he ends up in Columbus or something with torts? <laughs> because you know Barovsky's out of there now too, and uh, and they're kind of struggling a little bit too. But that, I mean, it's way down the road uh, for there. I mean, look, who knows, man. What do we? I mean, this the season is so young. Uh, uh, it's like you know, who knows where it's going to be? But that's the NHL, and we'll see what happens. Uh, seeing a guy like Hank go, I hope he finishes here. I hope we have a good season. But you know, all of us, man, would be standing on the sidelines, you know, high fiving the guy. And and if he did get picked up and and dealt to like a a, a, a contender, you, you want Hank to get that ring, man. He's won everything else. I'd love well, to see him. Re- and that's the reason why I, I even mentioned Colorado. I'm like looking at teams that I'd like to see him go to because I think he could potentially bring a Stanley Cup there. You know, it's not because, you know, I think Lundqvist is terrible and I want to get him out of here. I'm like trying to look at teams that I think he could win a cup with. You know, <laughs> seriously, that that's like my mindset there. And, and you know, just Colorado looked like a, a, a good spot for him, at least for now. I mean, you don't know what's going to, you know, where they're going to be, you know, in, in March and April. But um, you know, that that's sort of, a, you know, an interesting sort of, uh, you know, potential landing spot for him. Chicago's another place, too, man. They still got a lot of talent in that team, and if they can kind of turn things around and stay in the mix out west, it'd be interesting, man. Uh, again, we could we could spend a ton of time on that. I mean, wherever Hank goes, and, and one last thing on Hank, and, and, this is, and this gets back to some of the stuff I've seen, like Panarin and Truba, the veterans on this team, their self-esteem, they're staying, you know, uh, hanging in there with this. Hopefully, like I said, we see more of what we got tonight and against, uh, you know, Nashville and against Tampa Bay and Buffalo. And we hope that trend stays with this team because I think that's mentally going to be incredibly important to guys like Truba, Panarin and Hank 
uh, as far as this season goes and, and, and where this team ends up at the end of the year. Other than that, like I said, uh, it's all it's all perspective now. And we have no idea where it's going to go. And April is and March is so far away right now, there, buddy. So uh, we'll see what happens as far as you know where everybody's going to land right now. But I don't think there's anybody in the league right now. Just to wrap up this segment with the KD, I don't think there's anybody in the league right now who's got a lock in on the cup. And I think that's pretty cool about the league right now. So uh, we'll see what happens down the road. And with that said, KD, you know what time it is, right? No. Time to go to bed. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we got to do KD's, uh, you know, man crush of the week here. Now, I don't know if we want to do for the week, KD. I don't know what you got for us tonight uh, or if you want to do a man crush crush of the evening. Uh, But uh, you got anything for everybody this week? You got uh, somebody tonight? Uh, What do you want to do? I know we uh, this is a uh, our first postgame show. So uh, you tell me what you want to do. Yeah, let's do one for tonight. Since it's our post game show, we'll do Woo-hoo! one for tonight. And uh, I'm gonna give it to uh, I'm gonna give it to Mark Stahl. No way! <laughs> I, I I've hated on him enough this year. It was good to see him back in the lineup. I think he had he actually had a good night. I think I, again, I think giving him some rest is is going to be a good thing for his game. And, uh, you know, he topped it off with an assist. And before I said it was on the McKay goal, it was actually on the empty netter. Um, But an assist nonetheless. And uh, so for that, for Mark Stahl, you know, the grizzled veteran who's been through all the battles, you know, you'll never forget that that overtime goal in the playoffs against Holpe after, uh, you know, Richard scored the goal with like three seconds left to, you know, keep that Ranger, uh, keep the Rangers alive in that series against the Capitals. Um, and he scored that overtime game winner. Um, you know, he's been there. He's been there for the big victories and got back in the lineup, got up on the score sheet. So Mark Stahl is my man crush of the night. You are racking my brain, brother. I'm shaking my head here. I never thought I'd hear <laughs> Mark Stahl as the KD man crush of the week or any point in the season. This hey, year. look, <laughs> look, I, I can criticize these guys, you know, and, and moves that are making, but I'm still, you know, the hugest, you know, Ranger fan. And, and I, I root for all these guys to succeed. You know, when they're in the lineup, I'm not rooting for them. You know, I wasn't rooting for Stahl to have a terrible game so I could, you know, I could be right on Twitter. You know, I'd much rather eat Crow and have him score a hat trick, um, you know, when the Rangers win. Um, so I'm always going to be rooting for Stahl and I'll be rooting for Haley and McKeg and, and Brendan Smith and for Quinn to make the, and for Quinn to make the right decision. So, um, you know. Uh, I don't care who it is, as long as they're helping, you know, the Rangers win. And whether I'm right or I'm not right, you know, it's all about, uh, you know, this team eventually winning the Stanley Cup. So, yeah, baby, I like what you're doing. <laughs> I'm buying what you're selling, man. It's all good there stuff. There we go. All right, man. There you go, buddy. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in tonight. I appreciate everybody tuning in live. And again, thanks to everybody's support on the archives and, and checking us out and, and sharing and, and just keep letting people know about us. Next week will be regular time, nine o'clock. Me and Katie will be back here, and then uh, again we'll do some post game uh, in three, two weeks again. So uh, this was a lot of fun, Katie. Thanks for staying up late with me, buddy. Yeah, no problem, no problem. I had to take uh, you know some some pills to keep myself awake here, but you know. <laughs> All right. But I'm all good. This was a good time, and I, I definitely look forward to doing it again. Absolutely. All right, good night, everybody. Rangers win 5-1 against Detroit. Let's get them tomorrow against the Canes. Enjoy the rest of your week, folks, and we'll see you guys next week. Go Rangers Radio. Good night, everybody. You.